today on the Tearsheet Podcast. The kind of the problem statement was, hey, from our clients, can you bring your services? Can you embed um, all of what JP Morgan offers? Can you embed it within my ecosystem without me having to embark upon a large, you know, uh, IT project or, or project that requires significant uh, budget or spending? Essentially, can I download JP Morgan into my environment? Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. Today we have another special episode. We're talking about bank fintech partnerships by studying some of the best, most impactful ones out there. We have JP Morgan's Jason TD and Fispan's Lisa Shields on the show to talk about their partnership that essentially embeds JP Morgan's payments and treasury functionality into its clients' ERP environment. This partnership won Tearsheet's Bank Fintech Partnership Award for the CFO's choice in 2020. We discuss how the two parties met and why JPM chose to partner with Fispan. We discuss best practices in standing up a good working relationship with two vastly different companies and cultures. Lisa Shields and Jason Tidi are my guests today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Sure. Thanks. Uh, Lisa Shields. I'm the founder and CEO of Fispan. Super excited to be here today. Uh, founded the business in 2016, so we're just coming up to our fourth year now. Um, and yeah, excited to start talking about how we develop relationships with financial institutions and our product. Great. And Jason, can you introduce yourself as well? Sure. Uh, this is uh, Jason TD from JP Morgan. Uh, I run the innovation and fintech partnership team for our wholesale payments business. Um, so our team is a, a global team in US, Latin America, Europe, and uh, Asia Pacific regions, and we really are focused on um, uh, testing and launching um, net new products and services for uh, our clients and doing so in the most nimble way and uh, via partnerships with uh, emerging technology uh, and fintech companies that are in their earlier stages. So um, uh, glad to be here and to, to chat with both of you. And the reason Jason and Lisa are here because um, JP Morgan and Fispan won the Ecosystem Award of the Tearsheet 2020 Bank FinTech Partnerships. Um, so we're really here to talk about this partnership and dive deeper. Um, Jason, can you talk about sort of, um, I, I guess, the, the project that you, that you embarked upon, um, or at least the, the, the early process that, that eventually led you to, to, to collaborate with Fispan? Sure, absolutely. So... Um, you know, I'll take it from a high level to start, and meaning, uh, you know, broadly speaking, um, you know, we on, on our team spend a lot of time with our clients, um, both sharing kind of the perspectives of where we see um, the transaction banking payments businesses going, uh, as well as, more importantly, listening to our clients who are treasurers and finance professionals, uh, and really kind of hearing um, where they see uh, their business is going, their their groups going, um, and kind of the sort of evolving and, and likely soon to be unmet needs. Um, and so, you know, we spend a great deal of time, again, trying to understand what that client demand is going to look for, look like in the future. Um, and then on the other side um, of, of sort of our jobs, we, we spend a good deal of time with the venture capital and, and fintech and emerging technology community to, to see where we can find companies um, in their early stages that are kind of developing novel 
solutions and novel um, services to kind of meet, meet those new client demands. And so as it specifically relates to this opportunity, um, you know, the, uh, what we call the exposed nerve, um, which would really be another way to say kind of the, the client uh, need or the client problem statement was, hey, you know, I'm a treasurer or CFO of a, of a fast-growing tech company or a health life sciences company. Um, you know, I use one of the cloud-based ERP systems for my kind of daily, daily jobs and my team's daily jobs, like NetSuite, for example. Um, and I, you know, as our business is growing, we really would like to use JP Morgan's you know, global payments capabilities and receivables capabilities. Um, but the real challenge is, you know, we don't necessarily have a ton of resources on the client side to do a more traditional implementation that would require, you know, file testing and um, you kind of lots of integration work. So the kind of the problem statement was, hey, from our clients, can you bring your services, can you embed um, all of what JP Morgan offers, can you embed it within my ecosystem without me having to embark upon a large, you know, uh, IT project or, or project that requires significant uh, budget or spending? Essentially, can I download JP Morgan into my environment? Great. And, and so, Lisa, from your perspective, I mean, Fispan is, is set up to work with, with large banking partners like this. Um, can you talk about, I guess, how you're aligned internally to be able to, to work with such large organizations? Yeah, thanks. And, you know, the truth of the matter is when we started working with J.P. Morgan Chase and Jason's group, we didn't think that our first clients were going to be you know, the, the largest global The largest, bank. right. Um, so we did, you know, as a, as a startup, right from the beginning, our business, the, the 30,000 foot view on our business and our business model uh, hasn't changed and we didn't really pivot from our service delivery concept. So to answer your question specifically about being able to work with a financial institution, we did the things that you'd expect to do, you know, have a high degree of attention and fidelity to things like, you know, InfoSec and operational designations that make it possible for an institution of the stature of J.P. Morgan Chase to work with us. But, you know, quite frankly, when we first started uh, working with Jason's group, I'm sure there were raised eyebrows on their side. Um, but, you know, given that they were looking to work with earlier stage companies, we took a walk first approach for both sides so that we could, you know, grow into some of the, you know, ultimate client servicing and, and scale out uh, issues, not from the beginning, but as the relationship evolved. So, so Lisa, to that end, um, Jason, we'll come to you in a second. Um, how did you ensure that you guys were talking about, you know, talking in the same language, that, you know, pacing was, was, you know, adequate on both sides? Like, were, were there cultural issues that you had to contend with as well? Sorry, that's to sorry, you. Sorry, is that to me? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> surprisingly, there weren't. Uh, and this was, you know, one of the biggest surprises. Um, expectations were really clear. So where an institution actually has a, you know, innovations group that has good working relationships with the business lines, 
um, you know, the, the cultural expectations around walking us through and setting our expectations, quite frankly, on the vendor onboarding process, on what it means to go from a POC, you know, to pilot with live customers and live transactions. That wasn't, you know, a shock or an unexpected experience for us. Uh, I think it'll be interesting from Jason's perspective if, you know, from his side, there were, uh, you know, another perspective. Jason, you want to chime in there? Yeah, look, I, I mean, uh, I think Lisa hit the nail on the head with the, the term, you know, kind of cultural fit. Um, you, and I'd say right away, um, and, and part of, I guess, the story or to, to more fully answer your, uh, you know, the genesis of the partnership question, uh, you know, there was a, a great a little bit of serendipity involved, uh, which I think there always is. I mean, a lot of people won't admit it after the fact, but, you know, Lisa and I met um, as her company was ramping up and as my team was ramping up. And, you know, it was, it, it, uh, it was over an event, actually, a, a, an event uh, called Finnovate, which is, a, you know, a chance for entrepreneurs to get together with, with, with uh, larger companies. And, you know, we, we sort of hit it off in terms of, you know, really kind of, I think, understanding this market opportunity and having and some of this we'll get to later, I think, as we discuss sort of like decision making process. But, you know, really, you know, Lisa's credibility and her, um, you know, understanding of, you know, working with a bank and what it what it takes, meaning it the end and the end, right, in the end of both large scale access to clients, um, you know, but also needing to have the right controls and security in place. And so, you know, our teams I mean, essentially uh, sort of went on the road together and just that fact alone of kind of wanting to go on a, a journey, both physic physically and uh, from a business perspective was kind of clear from the beginning. So um, it, it was pretty nice working from kind of like that fresh board on both sides. Yeah, so and I'll, I'll jump in there. Go, please, say, Lisa. You know, to sort of augment that, uh, Jason found us and we found J.P. Morgan Chase at a time in Fispan's evolution where we absolutely could be very flexible. And when I say very flexible, um, I remember there, was, there's, there were and are two aspects to Fispan's you know, underlying thesis as a business. One is that corporates and, and businesses will want to primarily work within their accounting and ERP systems and financial institutions need to be embedded uh, and have their services more easily consumed within those interfaces. So we were just, just over a year and a half old when, or actually just over a year when we first met uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. And we presented that aspect of our thesis and a very, a very early, um, I'm gonna say, you know, minimal viable product concept of what the user experience would look like. On the other half of Fispan, we believe that fintechs, you know, can very much benefit from partnerships with banks and use financial institutions as distributions. So we had spent quite a bit of time, you know, and, and effort and money from, for our first year company building out, you know, what I'm gonna call the other half of Fispan's thesis. And what was interesting about the time that we engaged with J.P. Morgan Chase is, I clearly remember this, and I'm sure Jason does as well, um, him looking at both sides of Fispan and saying, hmm, I think we'll start you know, there, and the there is on you know, ERP integrations and embedded banking. 
and from our perspective, Fispen was, you know, like, cool, let's, let's do that and let's make that our market entrance. Whereas if we had have met five years later, when Fispen has, you know, a more you know, rigid aspect of, you know, what a SaaS revenue looks like, what a solution looks like, we might have been the one less able to be flexible to the bank's needs at mm. any point in time. Interesting. So, so Jason, back to you. Um, and it sounds like your group, you know, is set up to work with, with, you know, earlier stage companies. Do you want to talk about, I guess, how that interfaces throughout the organization, what the, that structure looks like, and I guess how decision you know, making is, is, is done? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, well, you know, in a sort of backwards way, I'll, I'll answer by saying kind of the ultimate arbitrator, um, at least in our model is, is the client. Um, I'll, I'll talk about the internal piece in a minute, but you know, one of the kind of, uh, and, and again, in the early days, one of the like philosophical questions we were trying to ask was, you know, could you apply, like really apply the design-based thinking approach to products on the corporate or wholesale banking side? So, you know, we all know that you can do prototyping and A-B testing in labs with on the retail side of banking, but I, I think if you rewind the clock a few years ago, there really wasn't that ability to kind of test and learn and bring clients at the beginning of a product development life cycle. Traditionally, you know, banks had you know, internal working groups, right, and then requirements, and then technical build, and and then, you know, sort of towards that later stage is when you involve clients. What, you know, our teams between Fivespan and, and our team did was say, look, we've got a good thesis of what we think clients are going to want. Let's just do something wild and build a prototype and get on the road and literally on the road on the West Coast saying, well, let's go meet clients and show them what we've got. And the incredible experience from that was, and Lisa could probably, we could argue the numbers, but I would say we probably got 70% or so right in the prototype. But in every client meeting, there'd be this sort of like 30% piece that the clients would articulate that we wouldn't have figured out within our four walls. And that like 30% became the secret sauce. And so, you know, getting to the sort of how do we prepare internally, Really, it was that client need, that client as the arbitrator, as the, the sort of guiding light. But the other big piece was we brought our sort of middle and back office teams into the dialogue and early in the, you know, very early on. So, you know, how could we make sure to think about their, you know, what they would need from a design standpoint um, and, and an execution standpoint, assume, assuming it made this you know, into a full kind of commercialization mode, which we are today. And so I think, you know, it was kind of bringing the people around the table together. But again, the, the outside in feedback was, was the winning, um, you know, the winning formula. And it also sounds, um, and this is over to you, Lisa, that it sounded like there was a beachhead with, with the ERP integration, but that, you know, that you've since launched um, some other functionality there. Can you talk about sort of how that's evolved and, and maybe where uh, the relationship might go in the future? Sure, yeah, no, we're really concentrating on the ERP and accounting integrations and broadening the number of platforms, the number of businesses, and the number of, you know, as Jason calls it, back office or, or banking services to be integrated with it. So we're really focused on that, you know, embedded banking, contextual banking service delivery. Um, and that's where we see the relationship really moving forward as well. 
Um, but from our perspective, the most innovative thing, you know, that just to pick up on what Jason was talking about, he called it design-based thinking. Uh, from Fivespan's perspective, we couldn't believe that we were allowed in the room with clients. Um, so we would go and take our seat at the table hmm. as the demo dollies. And it became, <laughs> there became a big, not I'm going to say fight, but the, it was um, an honored position for the, you know, an engineer to come along and just listen to what the customers were saying. So Jason, I think you were a little bit generous by saying we got 70% right. Um, <laughs> but what I can tell you happened was pretty much after every client engagement, and that means like a demo and just listening to what the uh, customers were saying about the product and you know their opinion of it, there would be a turn of the build like the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I think that that built the most excitement, not just from the Fisben side, but internally with the JP Morgan Chase folks from product that were, I mean, Jason, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I thought that the folks on our, you know, assigned to the Fisben, you know, innovation product um, got a kick out of it because they had an opportunity to see products evolving very, very quickly that might be, you know, a little bit different from what they're used to. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's um, one of the the posters I have in my office is of a a basketball player doing a pivot move. Uh, To to Lisa's point, it was almost like a, uh, between Fivespan team and JP Morgan team, really kind of pivoting the product um, you know, very quickly um, in the early days, uh, and that you know, it's that same characteristic that you you want out of a that you see in many successful startups, right? Is not being overly uh, rigid with with you know saying like, hey, this is our our product, we're not moving from it, um, but being able to both technically and philosophically move move off of that. Um, and so, yeah, I. Uh, that is, everyone talks about the nimbleness of fintechs and the great marriage between banks and fintechs, but to actually, you know, what does that look like in real life? Um, You know, for us, it was pretty, pretty exciting to see it actually come to fruition. And, and while you're here, um, can you talk about, I guess, success metrics, Jason, for like, what, how do you judge the success of this partnership? You've talked a lot about the focus on, on serving the end customer, the client. Sure. Um, Yep. Like what, what's your thinking about that? Yeah, look, um, I mean, we've been, I, I, I'd say sort of overwhelmed um, with the, the success. Uh, you know, we'll, obviously we can't go into specific you know, names, but in terms of sort of scope and scale to provide some kind of, you know, way to think or put your head around it. Um, you know, we've got over 40 of our, you know, large and fast growing uh, technology clients on the platform already with about 50 to 60 more in the sandbox slash, you know, implementation side. And in terms of, you know, dollars and cents, uh, you know, we're seeing this drive significant revenues, significant liquidity um, and client balance deposits, which, which we love. Um, and, you know, within the first year, you know, looking at in the B, you know, billions of, of dollars flowing through it. So, um, you know, by all metrics, um, we're, we're thrilled with with the client receptivity um, and the performance. 
And Lisa, as a technology provider in this relationship, like how do you guys think about success in the partnership? So we're thinking about um, success in the partnership along three dimensions. Uh, one is, you know, more, more businesses using it, as Jason said, and, you know, driving all the things that are good for the bank and good for the end customers. Um, we see going into new markets, so expanding geographically as like interesting and important. Um, but almost most important, I I do see the opportunity for working with, you know, such a such a large and you know from a B two B market share uh, within North America. I see this as an opportunity to, you know, fundamentally change behaviors or be a component. I should. Is say be a component of the ultimate digitization of you know B2B commerce in North America. Once you get endpoints, um, you know, bank sponsored endpoints into the business system of record of trade partners, you can start to roll on and make better use of underlying rail innovations that are starting to come into the market. So that's the long-term you know, vision that I have for this relationship um, that is super exciting to me personally. That's great. And, and Jason, back to you, I guess we have time for one last question. Um, we sort of hit on this earlier in the conversation, but um, w what is your vision for, for where, you, where you take this partnership in, in the future? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think Lisa is spot on with, you know, look, we see this as embedded financial services that we started in a few ERP platforms. We think there's other, you know, industry specific, um, you know, tools and, and, and platforms where we can embed ourselves expanding geographically. Um, and then also from our, our standpoint, you know, expanding products and services. I mean, the this kind of end to end connectivity um, with our clients is going to allow for new products based around, you know, what everyone loves to talk around or truly around you know, data products and different ways to look at credit and, and client needs and health. But I think, you know, and then to guess, sort of leave you with, with some uh, little intrigue, you know, we're, we're also, and I won't talk about it, Lisa, so don't, don't worry, but we also have a few moonshot ideas that, mm. um, you know, candidly this, this success and sort of the, the doubles and triples will allow us to, to take a swing at. So, uh, we, you know, we got some, some cool stuff cooking. Jason, Lisa, I wanted to thank you uh, for joining us on this podcast and congratulations to both JP Morgan and Ficeman for winning the bank FinTech uh, partnership award 2020. Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks, very Thanks much. so much.